Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Restoring Grace Radio on blogtalkradio.com. My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace. Thank you for joining us either live or on archives. Restoring Grace Radio is here to provide online lessons about the Christian faith, our history, our documents, and how to express our faith to a very needy world. Thank you for listening, and now, on to our broadcast. you. My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace, and whether you're joining me either live or on archive, thank you so much um, for doing that. I appreciate it. We're looking forward to spending some time talking with you. Tonight program we're going to be talking is Zohar in 15. We are probably going to go a little bit more than the 15 minutes, so please hang in there with me. Um, if those of you listening to it on the stream, the stream will cut off and it'll archive back on. Those on the phone lines, you should be able to hear the whole Program, But tonight we're going to be talking about finding the missing link. You know, there's a lot of conversation about this tremendous power in the heavens. Christianity talks about it all the time, uh, this idea that we call down the power of God, we manifest the power of God, we manifest his spirit. Um, and that's a fascinating idea, and some people will sing and they'll dance and they'll conjure up spells or whatever. But really, the, the scriptures tell us a different picture of what's going on. Now, right before I finish, we're going to continue with the lesson. I just want to give one shout-out. You know, I get uh, email messages. I get Facebook messages. I get people who go on the Facebook page, Restoring Grace, and make comments about the show. Um, some of them are very positive, and some of them are just kind of hysterical. But just today, I was reminded today uh, by one of our, our listeners, Dana, about the beauty of nature, flowers, how things smell. It seems like we get hurried through things so much anymore that we don't pay attention to the things that are there all the time to remind us about life. Now, our story today is going to start with the building of the tabernacle. Quick history lesson. Israel has just come out of, the, out of Egypt and the Exodus. They've been wandering around the wilderness, and God tells Moses that, that he wants to have a place to dwell, a place to be with them, a place that they can come and meet him, say, face to face. So the idea of this tabernacle, this is going to be a building that will be moving around as they're moving around. And this tabernacle during this time is going to be the greatest place. It's going to be the the dwelling place of the light of the creator. Each one of you in your lives, whether you're Christian or Jewish or agnostic or you're not sure where you are or just a happy pagan, each one of you understand that there's something divine about you. There's some kind of spirit that resides in you. There's some kind of connection. A divine spark is the Kabbalist would teach. That, in a sense, is your tabernacle. Yours also is moving with you when you go to work, when you go home, when you're spending time with your kids, when you're playing your favorite sport or watching something on television. That spark is there. And much like Dana reminded us about that connection that we have with nature, that is because of the divine spark that resides in us. Now, when you think about building something, when you think about completing something, there's a big difference. I want you to listen carefully to what I'm going to say here. There's a difference between building something completing something, and activating something. Let me say that again. There's a difference between building something, completing something, and activating something, and especially when we talk about our spiritual life. 
Now, when you're going to be, if you want success in your spiritual life, you want success in your relationships, you want your success in the things that are around you, there are three things it's going to take, and it's always going to take these things. It's going to take time, it's going to take effort, and it's going to take energy. That's what it's going to take. And you can build something, but that doesn't mean that it's finished. You can complete it and take a look at it and say, wow, that's really great looking. But it's not till you activate it, till it actually steps out and becomes active and starts to do meaningful things in your life and in the life of people around you. Circuitry and harmony, those of you that listen to my Kabbalah lessons before, you know these are big themes that are going on. That's my puppy in the background. Just kind of ignore her if you can. You know that those things work together. But we have to learn this vital part. In order to land that spiritual thing, to begin to make the connections we need to make, we've got to build it, we've got to complete it, we've got to activate it. But don't forget, you've got to eliminate negativity from your life. Negative, negativity. Negative situations, negative people, negative environment will hold you back. Another lesson for another time. We're going to have to move up. But we've got to make room for spiritual consciousness. If we want spirituality to enter our life. We want goodness in our life. We want the benefits of making good decisions in our life. You have to make room for that. And how you make room for it is you've got to get rid of the negativity. Now we're going to read a couple of quick verses. This is coming out of the Old Testament documents. If you're a Christian or the Torah, if you're a, a Jewish, this is Exodus chapter 38 verse 21. They're building this tabernacle. And early on it says this. These are the amounts of materials used for the tabernacle. The tabernacle of the covenant which were recorded at Moses' command by the Levites under the direction of Atimar, the son of Aaron, the high priest. Whenever you're going to do something meaningful, before you go charging off to go do something, you need, and you have a meaningful goal in your life, a meaningful spiritual goal, you need to count what you have and do you have enough to get it done. Jesus even taught on this in the New Testament when he said, if you're going to start a building, what person doesn't first count all the lumber and all the pieces and see what, how much do we have? If you're going to go start a war with a king, another king, you've got to go count his armies and see what kind of presence he has. Or maybe it would be a good idea to suit for peace. A lot of times we go charging off into things, running into them, and you get about halfway through it, and you run out of gas, and you run out of supplies, and you run out of energy, and you think, see, another failed component of my life. Not so much that you failed. It's that you didn't look and see what it was going to take to go through it. Now, in verse, now we're going to jump to chapter 40, and there's a reason we're going forward and backward like this, so stay with me. And we're going all the way to chapter 40 now. They've collected all this stuff, and all these two chapters are about the gold and the copper and the silver and the vessels, and the, the women brought fine linens and all the things they brought. And in verse 17, it says, On the first day of the first month of the second year, the tabernacle was erected. Verse 18. When Moses set up the tabernacle, he put the sockets in place, erected the frames, inserted the crossbars, and set up the pillars. Then he spread the tent over the tabernacle, put the covering on the tent, as the Lord commanded him. Now, this is interesting because one verse says it's built. And then the next verse comes back and says, Moses built it. So it was built, but Moses set it up. Why couldn't they set it up? I mean, they went through it. How is it that Moses was able to take their efforts and bring order to those efforts? Bring meaning to those efforts. Remember, we're talking about the missing link. I promise you we'll get to it. Stay with me, okay? Stay with me. Rabbis and sages of the oral tradition say that from verse 17 to verse 18 is about a five-month period of time. About five-month period of time. 
And that during this time, the people of Israel, they were complaining and murmuring, and we gave our gold, and we gave our silver, and we did all the, gave our fine linens, and all our time, and these things. Now, they were just unhappy people. They were just unhappy. So the question came up is, well, what's taking so long? All right, now, now we're going to turn to the Zohar. Our, our section is the Zohar, a portion called Pekudie. We're going to be reading um, from verse number 346. We'll go there first. Therefore, they brought the tabernacle to Moses, the tent, and all its furniture. And when they brought it all to Moses, they brought it all in its parts, so each may be joined together. When they wanted to insert them with one another with themselves, they could not do it. It was only when they brought it to Moses, he straightway succeeded. Each part advanced and fit into its place. This is the mystery of, and Moses erected the tabernacle, and the tabernacle was reared up. Well, why couldn't they put this together? Well, first of all, is the negativity. If you got around a bunch of people who are complaining all the time, I promise you those complaining people are not getting anything done. They're complaining and nothing's moving forward. But Moses, he was, he was strong. He was able to do something they weren't able to do. And I want you to listen to verse 347 in the same portion. Come and see. When Moses started to construct the tabernacle, he started by fixing the parts and putting them together. Then all the parts and the construction of the other side, we'll talk about that in just a minute, became enfeebled. Only once the holy side strengthens, the other side becomes weak. One gets stronger and the other gets weaker. We already explained that while holiness is strong, all the members of the other side become enfeebled. The one that becomes full and the other one becomes dry. This is the secret of Jerusalem and the evil eye when one is full and the other one is ruined. So Moses understood negativity. He understood the importance of moving that out. Oh, this has been going on for five months. He's not hearing that. Oh, these things don't fit in the place where they go. He's not hearing that. He overcomes the negativity, which in Kabbalah is called the other side. You have an opponent, somebody out there. It may be a physical opponent. Maybe in Kabbalah we teach about Asatan, the idea of there being an actual Satan who doesn't want you to be happy, who doesn't want you to succeed. And that, uh, that opponent, that other side, will manifest itself in bad people that have been in your life, bad decisions that have been in your life, uh, people that have harmed you, took advantage of you, that have, been, that have, have really put a dent in you. And, and you carry that pain around with you. That's the other side. But Moses, he knew how to overcome that other side. Because what we learn in this verse is that holiness and negativity cannot occupy, occupy the same space. We have to make a decision. Can we find a way to overcome the other side, the things that have happened to us, the negativity in our lives, and be genuinely happy? I want to suggest to you tonight that it is the will of God, the will of Hashem, that you're happy in your life. And by the way, that's why sacred spaces are so important. Now, peace, all forms of peace, are the result of what we talked about a few minutes ago, harmony and circuitry. Harmony is that willingness to get along, the willingness to put those things out. And circuitry is that divine connection that you feel with God, that you feel with certain people, that you feel in certain places. Now, we come back to, again, the Zohar. We know we're going fast, but we're going somewhere, so stay with me. In verse number six, I want you to listen carefully. All of the energy. Am I getting ahead of myself? I'm getting ahead of myself. I want to back up. Sorry. It says this. You have performed for those who trust in you. And he asks, why did it say in the other verses laid up and then the word performed? He answers that laid up means it is stored for the righteous. Performed means that that stored light, otherwise known as concealed light, 
is blessed before he performed the workmanship of the world. For we know from this verse there are generations of the heaven and the earth that were created. It is written, Abraham, because of the letters were created. For the light of Abraham, which is hased, which means mercy, is stored up in the Holy One, who by using it performed the building of the world. Now you're like, what are you talking about? Calm down. Let's go through it together. We've got a couple minutes left. Like I said, I think we're going to go a little long. All the energy, the concealed light, the energy of creator, spirituality, uh, whatever word works for you, it's already available. Your answers are already there. Remember last week we talked about the power of words, and we talked about how that your perfected self, the person that God has originally designed you to be, already exists in the heavens. All you're doing is downloading. See, how about that? See, downloading from the clouds, not a new thing. Happened on Mount Sinai 4,000 years ago. Not new. You're just downloading that. But you've got to make room inside your heart, inside your mind, to push out the negativity, to make room for the download. For the download. It is important to remember that God is not holding an emergency building session due to a shortage of light. I'm never going to do anything in my life where God's like, well, I didn't see that coming. He's going to get, like, you know, Jesus and everybody together. Did you see what David just did? What do we do now? They've got this. They've got it. But this concealed light, according to the Zohar, is only brought down by the righteous for the workmanship, for the correction, the improvement, and the creation of the world. Remember the term we talked about, tikkun olam, repairing the world. Now, we are also here. You and I are also here to perform our own correction to get ourselves straight, to figure things out. We're going to get to walk away from this at the same time, help it out. Let me ask you this. How many of you guys have children? All right. Child comes in to you and says, Mom, Dad, I want five bucks. Do you hand them five bucks or do you ask them what it's for? Of course you ask them what it's for. And if they say, I want to buy a, a pack of cigarettes and go smoke in the boys' room like the Motley Crue video, they're probably not going to get the five bucks. You don't want to know why you need the five bucks. I hear people all the time Oh, God, give us power. God, give us blessings. God, do this. God, do that. But they only want it for themselves. There's no clear message to God. Why would you want this? What are you planning on doing for it? Everyone wants power. Everybody wants the titles. Everybody wants the blessings. Everybody wants the manifestations. But they don't want to do the hard work. They don't want to do the work that's messy and hard. They don't want to look into their own lives and realize there are areas that they've got to improve on. They don't want to care for other people. They don't want to extend themselves. They don't want to reach out to the, the poor, the needy, the disenfranchised. So God looks at that and says, you really don't need this. I mean, you really don't need this. Now, verse, uh, verse 7 says this. When the construction is done, talking about the temple, and it's done by that concealed light, it sustains the people of the world and their existence. You see, by performing, by working on our own lives, our own tacoon, our own correction, we become a benefit and a blessing to others. And as we begin to empty out ourselves and strive to be that perfected self we talked about a few minutes ago that already exists, you don't need to drum it up, you don't pretend it's there, it's already there. As we begin to care and, and offer those extensions out to other people, then the concealed light from Creator begins to fill us up. We're doing our work, we're helping other people do our work, but it's only the people they're willing to do the work to share for the benefit of others that are going to be able to bring down the concealed one. You can sing the songs. You can dance the dance. You can tie it. You can do all those things. You know, like King Kong will beat on the drums and offer up a virgin and see if he showed, God shows up. You can do all those things. And none of that's going to work unless your heart's in the right place. Then you, with God's assistance, can construct lasting, 
and meaningful structures that give God a chance to work through those things. So, Dave, are you ever going to tell us what the missing links are? There's three of them, and I'll get ready to close with this. Here we go. First, you've got to clear out the negativity, and you have to make room for sacred things to work in your life. You've got to smell the flowers. You've got to care for people. You've got to stop looking down at yourself. You say, well, Dave, you don't understand. Lots of people look down on me. Well, forget that. Lots of people aren't you. You're you. We have to be willing to push away the negativity. I've tried this before. It hasn't worked. I've done this. I've done all these things. Remember, clearing out that negativity, making room for the sacred to go to work. The second missing link is search your motivation. Why are you asking for this, and who's going to benefit from it? Because if you're having a conversation with God where you're saying to him, hey, I want this. I want to do this. I want to be a blessing to others. I want, I want to help other people grow. I want to help other people be excited about their lives. You've got God's attention. And last is this. Be an agent for change. I want the light of the creator in my life. I want to be kind. I want to be wise. I want to be loving. I want to be these things. But don't be a stockpiling the light. I just want to get a bunch of things from God in case someday there's a shortage. I want to get a bunch of things from God because it sounds like it would be really cool. We have to be willing to share, to receive from God for the sake of sharing with others, not receiving from God for the sake of self alone. My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace. And whether you're joining me either live or archive, thanks so much for hanging out with me on the Zohar of 15. Looking forward to our next episode. God bless. Thank you.